Hey, what's up, La Familia? You crazy football-loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating and listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. Oh, buddy, buddy, back at it. Got got quite a, a bit to catch up on. Um, you could say I took my own international break, and now I'm uh, trying yeah, to wrap were... my head around everything I've missed. And it's uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. You're going to uh, you're gonna have to keep me in check here, bud. I might say some some things that are completely uh, non factual and and way off. Yeah, I mean, you you got your uh, what was it, the Bahamas national team call up there? You got your own uh, <laughs> your 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 own trial, and I I mean, it looks like you recovered all right from your trip. Looks like you're doing pretty good, but uh, I don't yeah, feel glad like, to have you back, bud. I don't feel like I'm doing good. <laughs> I feel like I'm at, um, functioning at like seventy five percent capacity, but it was a really good trip. Uh, really, really, really beautiful. Uh, place we stayed in obviously the Bahamas are a gorgeous country I am uh, a pirate uh, by heart in my heart rather and uh, it's good to be in the uh, in Nassau on the uh, the old pirate republic and um, you know also want to just say happy birthday buddy it is fans what are you now 21 bud 21 plus 11 I appreciate it <laughs> no thanks man I do appreciate it it's been a chaotic day but i uh wouldn't want to end any birthday besides hanging out with you that's how i want to finish oh come on every time. you'd better spend it with your family i hope but uh yeah man i'm well glad to have glad to hear you've had a good day uh you know we we have been uh been out of little scheduling difficulty so we do have a bit to uh to catch up on here so we are going to do our best with my uh, low functioning body, but welcome everyone to the Inner Miami podcast. I'm Jay Kington, joined by the birthday boy himself, Mr. Than Harrington. Uh, I've already asked you how you're doing today, so let's just move on. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and knock the bad news out first, and um, because we've you know I've been out of town and then out of the country, haven't been able to speak about the Atlanta United game. Uh, the good news for us is, is there's not really much to speak about. Uh, we did end up losing that game. 2-0. Uh, seems anytime I'm watching a game over in, in Longboat Key that we don't really play well. So I'm going to have to keep that in mind for bigger games that come up on the schedule later this season. Uh, ended up what well, Mota got a red card in like the 30th minute. Two, two stupid tackles. I think everyone knew at that point, like game over. I mean, for me, and I know I'm a little, I, I don't know, wishy-washy sometimes. The first yellow was stupid. The second yellow was soft. At that point, the the ref was already eyeing up what Mota was doing. He threw his hands up. He threw it back. You could tell it wasn't intentional. 
Uh, Atlanta made a meal out of it. And, uh, I mean, that was that. Mota put himself in that situation. It's kind of hard to defend him at that point. But, uh, again, I think that second yellow was pretty soft. It was. The first one was a, a stupid challenge. And, and, like, you just you can't be doing that. And if you already made a stupid challenge, you got to be extra careful. And, you know, it, it can be can be pretty hard at times. Uh, we have seen this all too many times in inner Miami past, but, um, you know, didn't really, uh, really go our way, uh, from there. You know I mean? Really it was uh, the first four minutes, uh, got scored on, uh, by, uh, Araujo. There's an Araujo and, a, and, but this is Araujo, uh, often assist from Joseph Martinez in the fourth minutes. They were all over us that first, like 10 to 15 minutes. We were just getting, absolutely swarmed and they like all over our backs they had our number of course uh mota goes out and then uh 61st first minute uh yosef himself scores which he has done every single time he has played against inner miami and um yeah man I'm, I'm i'm good to move on if you are yeah i mean the only thing i'll add to that it was very obvious we were missing gregory that game yeah uh, i mean he's I mean, the team themselves have called him the the glue that keeps the locker room together. And once Mota went down, they I won't say there wasn't leadership on the field, but it wasn't the right type that they needed to be able to, you know, pull up the old bootstraps and and get shit done against Atlanta. So yeah, uh, yeah only positive I would say is that we didn't lose four to zero because we we very well uh, could have. Uh, I was just really frustrated with that game because that's been like the I think the second game maybe the third game this season where we've been in a position where those three points honestly count like six because everyone's stacked where we want to be if we win that game i think we go up to the fourth or fifth uh fifth place rather Mm -hmm. um but anytime we get in that situation seems like we just we just kind of lose ourselves uh have a disappointing result and um you know we're back down uh fighting back into the playoff line so hopefully we can keep it up we are in a similar situation going into this Dallas game. Uh, but, I mean, man, these points are crucial. The East is so compact right now. It is. It really is so compressed. I mean, we're talking about Philadelphia is now at the top after beating uh, NYCFC at 29 points, and, and we have 21. So we're nine points separate uh, ninth place from first place. So everything is crucial from here on out. We're about to go into a seven-game July and we're going to, this so, is where we're going to, this is going to be really make or break for the, for the season. I'm going to like diverge off a different path. Cause we usually follow a pretty decent script on down through. Can we quick talk about what happened in that Philly union NYCFC game? Cause that was absolutely crazy. The, with Dude. the, uh, with the trainer. You know, the trainer getting in the, the players' faces, and then, they're, oh, dude, the ending of that game was wild between VAR checking for a penalty after mm. the game had already finished, middle fingers being thrown up to the yep. fans, the trainers getting involved with NYCFC. You know, I mean, I, I, good good at you, Union. I see you. Yeah. And then the king, the the, the, the king that the top of the hill, whatever it is, the cherry, well, cherry on top, we'll call it cherry on top is when the union post on social media, if something along the lines of it, I'm not going to get exact. But it's like, can you see this? And it zoomed in on the union stadium. And it was a little banner that said, we beat NYCFC making fun of their championship banner. That was absolute <laughs> fire. I absolutely loved it. I, I turned that game on, uh, I think for like the last, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. And it, it was, it was well worth it. That, that was a, a good finish. 
Um, but yeah, that, that trainer uh, getting a red card. I Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if that's ever happened uh, in MLS. I don't know how many times that's happened in world soccer, but uh, that dude looked pretty scrappy. Like I, <laughs> that, that trainer would rip your head off. It's the second time he's been involved this year where he wow. didn't like where an opposing player got too close to who he was treating and like chirping at him. Um, I think the funniest part was as the trainer's coming off the field, Tati's chirping at him, and all he did was turn and look at him, and Tati was like, whoa, yeah, and he yeah. backed straight off of him. Yeah. I like how so, he got injected. Mean, he, like, he took off his gloves and like threw him. <laughs> yeah, like little yeah, medical like, gloves. Antonio Brown just throwing his gloves into the stands. Yeah. But anyways, I didn't want to take us off the path, but I needed to, I needed to discuss that. No, I mean, that, that dude, was pretty funny. Players, gotta, players have to love a trainer like that. Like you don't want him one-on-one that dude is is he's thick he is thick um and then uh you know let's move on to some good news so you know just got back home at like 4 35 today trying to wrap my head around as much catch up as i could to to even be somewhat uh semi-intelligent on this podcast uh but we did get some uh some decent news uh alexis windley uh reported uh, coming from L'Equipe, which I believe is a French ESPN kind of vibe, like sports outlet yep. kind of kind of thing. Uh, we are, looks like, it's not official, but homeboys coming to Miami to finalize everything. Keep in mind the transfer window opens on uh, July 7th and ends on, what I say, August, uh, August 4th, I believe. Uh, anyway, his name is Corentin June. So now we're going to have two... Last names, or I guess Jean Mota has his first name, but everyone calls him Jean. This is more of your your traditional uh, French pronunciation, Jean. Am I doing this mm-hmm. right? I took Spanish in, in grade school. As someone who speaks 99% fluent in French, I'm telling you, you're doing well. I'm proud okay. of you. Cordington, I, I think that's his name. Anyway, coming from uh, the French League, Liga Un, he uh, most recently played for Lens. And, you know, I'm not even going to slight this guy because it probably will come around to bite me in the, in the butt. And um, unlike you, sir, I'm twice as likely to, likely to unapologize to people. So don't look at his stats. His stats aren't really that great unless you're going back to 2012 to 2015 when his time with his time with uh with Troy's um you know very like minor um highlight footage I've seen on him uh from what I understand he's a striker can also play on either side of the wing uh very quick very shifty uh has pretty good key passing skills he is uh 26 years old he was uh born in i think this is said blaws france i'm not sure uh he's 1.7 meters for all of you american folk that means he's five feet seven inches so very small gonna be one of the smallest people on the team um i don't know i think like lucha acosta is like five seven bryce duke might be five seven maybe five eight anyway he's gonna be very very small probably gonna come in off the bench for Campano or support him from the wing. Maybe Phil Neville gets him because he does seem to have some uh, some vision uh, of the field. Maybe Phil Neville puts him in as like a kind of higher up the pitch, center attacking mid, tucking him behind Campana. We're going to have to see how this plays out. Again, stats aren't positively amazing, uh, and I'm being generous about that, but we have to trust in Chris Henderson. I'm sure that he 
sees something that he thinks is crucial to this team. They've been going after him for a little bit of time now. So uh, latest news should have everything finalized on July 7th when the transfer window officially opens. And then keep your eye out for, um, I would say, probably two to three additional signings coming in as we look to uh, to hopefully end the season in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm – I don't know. I'm kind of where you're at. I, I don't want to get my hopes up high on somebody who I don't know too much about. I will say the positive thing is that he had uh, call-ups for the French U16 through the U21 squad. I mean, obviously that French squad is way, way overloaded for him to be able to make a, a team like that with the stats he's got. So, I mean, don't let that sway you away from thinking this guy might be a good guy. And, and who knows? I mean, he's only played in, in, in league on like he, he doesn't have. Is it on or un? Uh, uh, like, okay. yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Uh, right. uh yeah. Uh, I'll, we could talk French later, but <laughs> uh, he, he, he could very well come over here and do well. Um, but I guess at this point time will tell. I'd, I'd be interesting to like do a little more research on this guy and see what happened between his transfer back to Toulouse uh, to his transfer to Len when he did uh, a loan uh, because he dropped in value from 3.85 to 1.1. So mm. I don't mean be interesting to see what happened. I mean, who knows? He hasn't really done anything with, with the, obviously the, the, the main uh, French squad. Last call it was 2016 to the to the U21 side, uh, and yeah, there you go. I said Lens and it's Lon Lin, Lin. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I'll, I'll be better on working on my uh, French pronunciations. We don't encounter too much uh, French in my day to day life, so uh, we'll see what happens, man. Gotta have faith in Hindi. Definitely need some depth. Um, they were talking, you know, with uh, especially like with Robbie being out. Uh, this could be a good player to to come in and, and kind of alleviate and just add some depth that, uh, you know, necessarily might not be like the guy who's a leading scorer or anything like that, but could be a, a pretty pivotal kind of crunch time piece that we need. So anyway, other good news we do have is that there was a game on Saturday that I was not able to watch because the MLS and ESPN Plus don't like you being out of the country. You're just trying to support your squad. I was like, dang, you know what would be nice at this time? The Apple Plus package. Because I'm pretty sure you can watch Apple Plus from anywhere in the world. I don't have Apple I mean, Plus yet, so I can't confirm. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, we can go down this rabbit hole if you want. I just don't want to have to pay for something else when yeah. I already am paying for enough. Yeah, yeah. And I know people are like, oh, it's five bucks. Oh, it's six bucks, whatever it is. But when I already have Disney Plus for the kids, Hulu for the wife, YouTube TV for the EPL, college football, NFL, I don't want to have to pay one more thing when I already have what I want. We're just, we're like just, right now. we're just simple dads trying to provide for the family. And I just keep buying know, subscription right? after subscription. I, yeah, I was in the same boat you were, but. I'd say probably like 75% of the rhetoric around this that I saw from fans was, was more on the positive side. So I was like, whatever, we'll just, we'll, we'll shut our mouth and this is it. This, this is how we are now. But we did move on to play Minnesota, Minnesota United. Don't you know? <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> and it's great. Like, I don't know. I've, I've, I finished Shorzy. So I'm just like, those accents I just, I just love now. You know, it's great. Uh, we did come out on top with a 2 1 victory. 
Um, obviously, you know, very happy to go on my, my company's, uh, president's club trip with, uh, some very good friends of mine that I've known for, you know, years and had a, an absolute blast, but check the score, you know, and, and, and realized I couldn't watch on ESPN plus. So I was like, whatever, we just have to score check. I'm going back down to the casino. That's fine. See the score. See, we're down, you know, one zero. And I'm like, ah, okay, whatever, you know, it's just a, just another loss. It's Okay. Oh, buddy boy. Then I get the alerts on my phone that uh, that we that we tied it up. And then I get the alerts on my phone that we won the game. And I was just like, dang, man. this I'm kind of sad that I wasn't able to experience this moment, these last three minutes at Drive Pink. And they're cool, you know, new numbers they were doing on the kits for the drive out cancer with the you know pink kit with the with the pink numbers and names everything looked really fresh i just watched the i watched the highlights after the game finished and all of la familia looked like they were going absolutely wild when this happened um i you watched it so you know more than i do about the the interworkings it's on my tv it's recorded i wanted to you know get this pot out with you today because you have a busy week now uh, and we didn't want to delay it anymore so i'm gonna have to let you take the lead on this one and i'll just chime in where i can yeah so uh let's just go ahead and jump into it then since i'm treading into waters unknown you're letting me take the lead for once this is kind of this this must be my birthday gift here i'm enjoying it (laughs) um but you know the first half i mean we don't have to touch too much onto that it was a pretty KG affair. Yeah, they were they were feeling us out. We were feeling them out. Uh, the ball was moving. It looked like we were gonna have some decent play, and then we turn into slop shop FC, and then we come back and we'd have a little bit more successful play up the field, and then slop shop FC came out. So as a fan, you're like, ah, which 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 Inter Miami is gonna show up here? Like, what are we gonna do? 65th minute, uh, kind of. Your heart dropped to your stomach because, you know, the boys have been playing pretty decent uh, after the half. Uh, Reynoso curled the ball in from the right-hand side. I got to be honest before I continue. I wasn't mad that we gave up this goal to a point because I don't know exactly how to say his name, so I'm going to apologize ahead of time. Fragapane? Fragapane. Yeah, Fragapane, all right. He scissor kicks this ball back into the box as it's going out of bounds. And I was like, damn, okay. And then it finds Amarilla. And this is where I was a little upset. Amarilla, he sneaks in between two defenders and he just toe pokes a pass Drake's near post. Ah, like, as as a fan watching that, I was like, okay, listen, that's pretty shitty defense right there. Like, we, we, we need to be able to help Drake out a little bit better. Someone obviously missed their assignment. So... Uh, that I could be upset at that point, but to see a, a beautiful cross, like a beautiful curling cross that led to a scissor kick assist that led to a goal as a soccer fan, as a football fan, I was like, damn, okay, this is where we're at. Yeah. So what I can tell you from my, you know, three times of watching the highlight, cause that's about as good as I could do. Uh, I mean, obviously no fault of Drake. You got to stop a kick. That's what, like three, four, yards in front of you if that um and then you know what i've learned uh, you know just from watching this sport for i don't know what 16 years now something like that um it's never fun to get scored on 
but it always helps ease the pain if there's a scissor kick action or bike involved because they're always just impressive to watch. I mean, even like the the Charlotte game when Shinyashiki hit that just crazy, like, wasn't like a scissor kick, but it was definitely like an outstretched across the goal. You're like, damn, we're down, but oh, that was a nice little goal. And obviously the scissor kick wasn't the goal, but anytime that's involved helps ease the, the pain a little bit. Yeah, I mean... As a fan of the game, you have to appreciate that. The audacity to even attempt to do that, you know, makes it, makes it, I don't know. It, it was, hello, darkness, my old friend time as the ball rolled into the back of the net, but you're like, okay, I can kind of accept it a little bit. Um, but there was a bright side. Oh, yes, 83rd minute, Indiana Jones comes into the Temple of Doom the doom and gloom of the North end trying to get everybody riled up. He's trying to get the people going. And in the 87th minute, Bryce Duke receives a ball and he is not getting enough credit for this ball. Bryce Duke puts a ball into the box that eliminates four defenders in one pass. It completely eliminates them out of the play. The pass finds Indy. And I, I gotta be honest. I thought he missed it. The way he hit it, it was high. with the with the with the ferocity he hit it with, I was like, "Oh no, what are we doing? <laughs> oh no, we suck again!" <laughs> but uh, he, uh, you know, he he hit it into the top of the net, mm. absolutely blasted it, and put uh, put Drive Pink into a frenzy. And after that point, you could, I'm not gonna say I I knew it was coming. I'm not gonna say like, "Oh yeah, I I saw this happening. It was gonna happen." But the belief was there. And that's something as inner Miami fans, you've been around since the beginning. It's not always like you rarely see that. All of a sudden, it was like, "Oh, damn, we can do this." Yeah, I was we just might, we might have them because right as as Bryce plays that ball, Indy just like accelerates so fast, like just absolutely hit the turbo button for like a good six eight yards just to break through the entire back line to where it's just one on one, and then yeah, just. What a smash, dude. What an absolute smash. Yeah, I mean, I Twitter space is blown up about it. We don't have to rehash that goal. It was a beautiful run. But again, Bryce Duke not getting enough credit. Not just for that goal, but for his entire game. I think that was Bryce Duke's best game so far. Undoubtedly, and I've got I've got more on this. Okay. So continuing on, 90th minute. Uh, believe it or not. The Marlboro man himself showed up. Gonzalo had a free kick. Uh, beautifully placed free kick. Uh, just didn't meet uh, any heads, put it towards goal. But it was actually recycled back out to Emerson. Uh, Emerson saw Ryan Saylor waving down towards the far post. He puts a beautiful ball in. Saylor's not able to get a piece of it as the defender intervenes. But then through divine intervention, through comedic screw-up, through whatever you want to say it was, Sailor runs into the defender who receives the ball, knocking the ball into Indiana's path, and he absolutely destroys that ball. Like it, it, the ball is hit. If you haven't watched, go ahead and check our Instagram out. Um, we put a video up where the, you can see the ball coming across. It hits the bottom bar so hard. It actually has enough power to still travel around the backside of the goal and hit the top crossbar on the way through. Like I, I love when that happens. That's one of the most beautiful goals when it does that yeah. full little rollout. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like I, I, I mean, I wrote down here, he hit, he blasted with the utmost malice and he did. He absolutely knew he was going to kill that ball. Uh, and, 
Driving Stadium, you could you could easily mistook it for Cape Canaveral because we were launching off. It was absolutely wild in the stadium. I don't. I want to say is he is he left footed by nature or is he just that talented? I'll have to find that out. I'm, I'm going to find that out for us. But uh, you see it down here. Um, you know, actually run through the stats and then I'm going to I'm going to just highlight a little bit on on Bryce Duke. Absolutely. Uh, so possession, uh, we're going to go inner Miami to uh, Minnesota. Uh, possession 55% to 45 shots, 16 to 10. Here's why this game would have been a heartbreaker. If we would have lost this one shots on goal, eight to one. So with all the work that Minnesota was doing up down the field, they only got that one shot on goal. So passing 441 to 363 corners five to six drake did not have a single save this game because he only faced one shot on goal and it he was it wasn't his fault is what it is uh minnesota had six fouls as we like to see we won 13 to 10 yellow cards as we don't like to see we lost three to four and uh red cards zero to zero what do you got on Bryce Duke, Mr. Uh, he is left foot by nature. And uh, yeah, I mean, just impressed with the, with the shots. I mean, 16 shots in the game, eight on target, right? So not, not a bad uh, ratio, you know, 50% uh, considering that many shots. So that's something that, that we really uh, were able to, to do well in this game. It was, it was quite impressive, really high number of chances. Um, and then going to the, you know, the, 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 the goals and everything and just the, the play. And then that second half, once Gonzalo came on, which, you know, the one thing that Gonzalo has been pretty good at is set pieces. And so we did see some effectiveness from, uh, you know, goal scoring opportunities. Um, and as well as, as, you know, um, through balls, which we just talked about with Bryce Duke. So very well played, I'd say in, in that, that second, uh, half still though, you know, we did see some, some errors come out with the players, but you know, it's right, dude. And I, I was looking at, at some of the stats here, um, just more like high level, like it, as far as shots, 69% coming from the middle, which isn't always the case, right? We, we, a lot of the season you see going out to, you know, Ari Lasseter or Robbie or, or, you know, Emerson now, uh, whatever you say. A lot of them are coming from the wings, and especially if you go back two seasons, that's really all we're doing, cross out to the wings, have them try and put it in the middle. So good to see us coming through the middle again. But, uh, yeah, man, hell of a game. Really pretty sad that I, uh, I'm doing my best not to curse for some reason, but really sad that uh, that I wasn't there, man. I know it was, a, it was a really, really good time. So two things I wanted to cover real quick because we're going to go into our positives and negatives here, all right? Bryce Duke, this is what he did in 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Oh, you're still in my thunder. Okay, go ahead. Go I ahead. am. No, go I ahead. Am. Okay. Five key passes, two shots, two tackles out of two tackles, one, nine duels, one, two aerial duels, one out of two, five ball recoveries leading to the 2-1 win for Inter-Miami. That is a heck of a stat line for a team that is clamoring for defense, or I'm sorry, midfield presence not just from Mota not just from Gregory like we're looking for that other midfielder to step up and he's finally stepping up you know uh, I know I've been beating this to death that we need a number 10 I've also said many times LAFC was very upset to let Bryce Duke go maybe just maybe if he can put on some more performances like this maybe we have our 10 maybe I'm just 
Maybe I'm just don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I mean, I, I mean, we, I think we both were like, Oh, who's this kid as he came yeah. across and, you know, he's, he's making his name and I, you know what? Good we saw flashes of this. Like this was an insanely complete game. If Indy doesn't score the two goals, right? Bryce is the man of the match. Probably one of the oh. most influential midfield performances we've seen uh, from, uh, I'm trying to think, man. I, I know like Matweedy, hold on, just hear me out. He had like some ridiculous like 97% passing game or something like that. But it's, we've seen flashes of what Bryce Duke can do um, at times, never put together like a full game like this or he's coming off the bench and we just see the talent that was there and why LAFC would be so mad that they lost him. But then you see this full result. And if we can get 75% of this every game, we're going to be in a pretty good position come postseason. And, you know, looking back at it, seeing glimpses of, I mean, what hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Seeing glimpses of what he's been doing, like, going back to the union game where I saw him live and he's pulling the strings, but he's making like, you can see that he was making errors and he's tweaked those judgment calls to be a better player and be a, I don't want to say a better teammate. Cause I mean, from, from what I understand, everybody loves the kid. Everybody absolutely loves the kid in the locker room. So, I mean, better teammates, not really right, but he, he's, he's trying to grow. He's trying to do his best for the squad. I think he's finally getting playing time, you know, consistently. And that's what's needed for you to develop. And, and, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, if you move to another league, you're still going to need playing time to kind of get acclimated to, to that league. So the fact that he is getting it and we're really starting to see the results, I think this could be a, you know, pretty long-term uh, deal that, that we work out to, to keep Bryce Duke here for, for quite some time. So the next and this is actually uh, historic for Inter-Miami and actually in the MLS. Inter-Miami, Indy Vasilev, I don't know why that came out so weird, Vasilev, Indy Vasilev became the first player in MLS history to score both a game-tying and game-winning goal after entering the game in the 80th minute or later. Yeah, we have a lot of records and, to establish. I'm glad that we're doing it finally. And I'm going to go out there because I know I'm going to, I know I'll be okay in our fan base, but outside of our fan base, I might catch some fire. He was robbed of player of the week. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, Haney Mukhtar won it, and it was two shots or seven shots and two goals. Yeah, like, I, I think it was more minutes played. I, I, he was a he was a late sub, but you know, I, I agree with you. Sing, you know, came on, and and I can't say single handedly because, you know, there was um other people involved but he held it down man he did a he did his whole indiana jones thing again took down the 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 sodans of minnesota yeah and their fan base was 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 super rejected like it was <laughs> yeah dude. I, I gotta give oh no i gotta give a shout out to the minnesota um the minnesota united admin because they they absolutely went through it they had like a twitter thread going on and it was uh Hold on, I think I pulled it up here. I said, okay, hold on, folks. Something happening with the eye shifting emoji. And it was like, nope, never mind. And then the next tweet was goal Miami. Then the next tweet was goal Miami. Great. <laughs> just said, okay, Great. Miami. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the Wendy's Twitter guy. The, the Wendy's Twitter is yeah. the, the goat of, of all of that. Uh, I, I don't have any negative. You gave up a goal. That's my negative. I wasn't able to watch the game, so I have no idea 
I have no idea what the negatives were. We didn't we didn't scissor my, kick a goal in. That's my negative. I think my negative would be I have two. I'll give you two. One, we should have finished a couple chances in the first half. And two, we let Drake down and didn't get him that clean sheet he deserved. Because mm. that game he deserved a clean sheet. So I mean they and they're they're little negatives, but in in a game against bigger opponents, we're gonna have to finish some of those chances like we had in the first half. Yeah, fair enough. And uh you know, I heard uh what's his name? Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, anyway, extra time. The MLS podcast said Drake Callender is the best keeper in the MLS. Then why can't we pick him for the all-star game? MLS, you're screwing him. <laughs> no, he wasn't you can't. available. Gotta... Brad Guzan is available. And I honestly right. am tempted to throw in a massive collusion plan to get Guzan elected just so there's no keeper. I'm sure there's a backup. But, like, I don't, yeah, I don't, it should be, you should be able to vote, I guess, every player. But, you know, I, I should, you saw the the lineup I picked. I did pick five, you know, Herons, so. Uh, obviously a little loyalty there, but I was, I was pretty honest and fair, um, you know, with the, the roster that I submitted. So I would love to, to see Drake there and you know what, here's the best part. We'll get him there next season. That's all right. I mean, give him a, give him a full season under his belt. He's going to be undeniable. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't want to harp on this too much, but again, I think you should be able to write somebody in and if anybody's getting written in, all you need to do is look at the stats. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can't believe going from where I was at the beginning of the season to talking about all-star nods, like, he, he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. He he has come on strong. Uh, honestly, he's put Nick Marsman and Diop in, in, in the rearview mirror. I mean, I don't I, I don't know what the plan's going to be for either one of those. I mean, obviously, I think Marsman stays. No offense to Diop, but I think Marsman's going to be the one that stays. Diop's going to have to look at Dos Santos, and then you got to think of like uh, Zamudio, Zulaga coming up. Like it's going to be, it's going to be interesting seeing the position uh, battle that happens over the next coming seasons. But right now, Drake's put his name in concrete. I don't think I don't see how how you can. He is the the second highest goalkeeper save percentage, only behind. Uh, Andre Blake, who's just phenomenal. So, I mean, again, give him a full season. It's going to be scary. You know what, 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 what he, what he becomes. Well, and after like, I know everybody's talking like Sean Johnson should be able to make it after watching his terrible display. And I know you shouldn't base it off of one game because Sean Johnson's actually a decent keeper. Yeah. But after watching his terrible attempts at, at, at saving against the union, I was like, dude, do you really want to vote him? I mean, okay, is what it is, but like yeah. we, we can watch him flail towards the ball that Drake would have stopped twice over. I don't know. It is what it is. We can move on. Let's judge off on that game. Him. Yeah, don't 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 smite Sean Johnson. I've got nothing but respect for Sean Johnson. Come on. Don't don't do that. Take us off. Take us forward, buddy. That, uh, okay, trying to move forward here. All right, the power rankings. Uh, 18th out of 28th. Yep, not not terrible. Can we go uh, with the ESPN rankings this week? It was 16th above Atlanta. And MLS so was 18th below Atlanta. 
to the Bahamas. You want to come back. I put all I put all this information together for you, and then you just want to smite me down when I use the MLS rankings. I want to use the MLS is traditionally more friendly to Inter Miami, but you know, hey, in this one week, well, we can make an exception and so show some love to ESPN because they show a little more love to us this week. Carry on, pick whatever you want. Okay, so. We're 18th out of 28th on the power rankings. Uh, Eastern Conference, 8th place. You know, it's been kind of a a back-and-forth battle, but we've been around the same clubs for a couple weeks now. Uh, One point ahead of Charlotte, two points behind Cincy. That Cincy game is going to be huge, especially if we're able to keep, uh, you know, this momentum going. Yes, and notably, uh, the three teams above us, New England, Orlando, and New York, all have a game in hand. So if we were to hypothetically catch up, I mean, this won't happen because our game's not till Monday and some teams have two games uh, this week as well. Uh, but, you know, let's if we can assume we can get a win in our next game, we're going to be jumping Cincinnati for that seventh place. We'll be tied with New England uh, for six. We'll probably just be weighed down on that with our horrible goal differential. Horrible, but getting better. Like, we're, we're getting like, there. Like, getting better by like one goal every two weeks. See, now, okay. You're gonna get me fired up, and I'm not gonna be able to. No, whatever. We're second lowest. We're getting better. That's all I'm gonna say. We're getting better. So, anyways, uh, actually, we're not second lowest. We're actually, we're like, dude, second lowest in the East. Chicago's minus eight. DC's minus nine. We're minus eight. Fair enough. Okay, because I was pulling it up based off of the supporters. Shield, which is what we're looking at next. We are sitting at 16th out of 28. Uh, we are just above Vancouver and Charlotte, which, you know, Vancouver seems like they're coming on strong all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Uh, and they actually have a game in hand on us as well. Uh, and we are sitting right behind Houston and Cincy and uh, Seattle, I'm sorry, uh, blanked out there for a second. One of the most uh, important teams in the MLS, and I blanked out on their name. Uh, so, you know, we're we're right there, man. You know, if we, like, somehow some of these teams all lose, we get a good win under our belt, we're almost cracking top 10 in the supporter shield. Yeah, no, and, and look, here's the deal, man, is we could do this in July. We got six league games. We have one um, – game against Barcelona but I think after we beat Barcelona the confidence level is just going to be through the roof with this club so seven games but really tough opponents you know I, I cannot state enough this will be the biggest test that this club has had. I said something like this last season but this will probably be even bigger we're talking about uh, Dallas who is what fourth in the Western Conference, uh, Orlando, who we all hate, their fifth, uh, Philadelphia, the new number one, uh, Charlotte, the easiest game of the month, and they're right below us in the, the ninth spot. Then, of course, we play Barcelona. Quick turnaround, by the way. Charlotte's Saturday, Barcelona's Tuesday. Uh, then we finish out with NYCFC, obviously the second team in the East, and uh, we finish out the month with Cincinnati FC, who is above us right now. This is where this is where you know push comes to shove. This is it. This is this is I would love to see Phil Neville win coach of the month for the month of July. This is going to be uh, a very trying time. Um could be a very sad, upsetting, could be an emotional swing. Some weeks you're you're happy, some weeks you're sad, but seven 
games in a month. Every Interfan has to love that. You're not going to have to wait long. A couple midweek games thrown in there. Uh, it's going to be a, a really, really good July. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Actually, will not be for here for the NYCFC game because I'll be up in Orlando for the Chelsea Arsenal game. Birthday gift. Go Blues all the way. Can't wait. But that's another really good game. I'm a little sad I'm going to have to miss out on. But I can't wait. I really hope this goes well and I can just be really happy at the end of this month. Yeah, you know, me too. I'm... I'm coming in with pessimism. I mean, I think any Inter Miami fan is a tiny bit looking at this. I don't like, like that word. Kinda. You're cautiously optimistic. So my pessimism is sitting here saying, you know, I, I, honestly, I know some fans are going to want to hear it because they want to see a good game. I don't want to see any starters against Barcelona. Don't do it. <laughs> Just run Inter, Inter Miami two against them. Yes. Play yes. Romeo Beckham Just, up there. No, 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 no. You want to give them a good match? Put our U15s, we'll talk about here in a little bit. Put our this U15s. Will be, it will be a good Barcelona. match to see what uh, Corinthian John has to, has to do. That'd be a good one. I'd say let him start that match. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. But I did want to touch back on the supporter shield real quick, and then we can move forward. And it's not Inter-Miami related, but I just happened to notice. Did you see Real Salt Lake is playing Burnley ball up the, up the supporter shield right now? No, no I didn't. They have, so I was looking at goal differential because we were talking about it. Fifth place, NYCFC has uh, 14th, and this is Supporter Shield rankings. Austin's in fourth with 11 goal differential. Philly Union is in third with 10 goal differential. Real Salt Lake is in second with one. I'm like, all right, Burnley ball all the way, boys. And if you don't know what Burnley ball is, you just need to go watch some highlights of Burnley builders from last year. Cause it is the most boring, boring football you will ever watch in your life. Well, they haven't lost at home. So, I mean, Salt Lake is uh, playing quite well. Here's what, um, this is really not, not really on subject, but, uh, you know, we're going to, uh, to FC Dallas and we're going to Orlando. We are not good away. And we only have what one away win, five losses and, and one draw. We are much better at home. So those are going to be, uh, pretty tough, but I don't, just popped in my head. Sorry. Carry on. No, I mean, it's also going to be weird for the team too to have to go up against the reigning champ. It's who play in a baseball field. They're not going to know what to do when they go to Yankee stadium. And I don't know. I might make my way up to that game. I might not, you know, I'm not a Yankee fan. Go Sox. Uh, I know it's <laughs> incredulous as a New Yorker that I am a Boston Red Sox fan, but it is what it is. is that not even a home have... game? I thought that was a home game. No, I thought it was the away match. Up in the NYCFC. Oh, am I not going to be too depressed? I'm not going to be depressed at all. Perfect. Okay, cool. Then we'll catch. I'll catch them when they're down here. Awesome. Look at that. All right. Guess what? We have a next match, though. Jay, who are we playing? FC Dallas. You can't ask me yeah. questions, bro. You gotta. You gotta let me know like five minutes ahead of time so I can prepare myself. No, I gave this. I gave this. No, I gave these notes to you an hour <laughs> ago. I don't so. even know what's home and away anymore. I do know that Dallas is away because what's better on the most patriotic day in the history of America to play in the most patriotic state in all of America? It's going to be a good game. I'm I'm a little like I want a, a July 4th home game so I can rock the July 4th away kit that uh, that I copped at the end of the season sale for like $8. But uh, I'm going to be rocking that too. Um to the July 4th party. Flow show. 
I'm actually jealous. I did not pick up the wavy bacon kit, as I call it. Uh, they they did not have it in in real men's size. They only had it in small, medium, and large. So I was not able to get it. They just came out with a new um, one. You can cop that, dude. Some oh, of these, yeah. some uh, of these ones this year are terrible. That's like three money grabs uh, from the MLS this month. It's just nonstop. Yeah. Like yo, buy this eighty dollar warm up top. Yeah. Oh, hey, you like this? How about this jersey? It looks like it came out of an adult coloring book. Check it out. <laughs> Look at the flowers. I'm going to um, like them in the, the season sale when they're $8. Ow. Yeah, if they're $8, I'll have them. But anyways, this next match is 9 p.m. kickoff at Toyota Stadium. Second all-time meeting between the teams. Dallas leads the series 1-0-0. to, zero to zero. Uh, Jay, I hate to say it, but uh, Ariola's been on form, man. He, yeah. He's looking really good. Yes, he has. Um, That's a late you know, game. What? Yeah, it's going to be brutal. Uh, I will not be watching it because I will be driving home from New York that night. Oh, there you Hooray. go. Yeah. I will. So, We're getting our July 4th parties out on July 3rd. Mm, so then it's just nothing enough. but probably like, I don't know, Saving Private Ryan or Band of Brothers during the day on that AMC marathon. And, uh, yeah, then we'll catch that game. What do you, how, do you, how do you think it's going to go? I mean, they're fourth. They are fourth in the East. They have a 5-2-1 record at home. Based on how we've played away. Yeah. And based off of Ariel's form, because when he's on a tear like he is right now, he's one of the best. Uh, I'm going to go, and uh, this is going to hurt. I'm going to go 3-1 Dallas. Okay. No, I mean, like, I, re- I respect that because you're taking into account the yeah. R-way record, and, their home record. Uh, Outside of Areola, they also have uh, Jesus Ferreira. You know, two, we're talking about going against two potentially starters. I mean, Ferreira, what, just had that, like, four-goal four bang or whatever. But mm-hmm. also, Areola has been stepping it up in a, in a major way. They got some, some attacking... Uh, presences. They've also got Farfan, who's just an amazing uh, defender as well. So, I mean, I want to be optimistic here, but I've got to be realistic. I'm going, I'm going two one, um, Dallas. And look, I would much rather be a little upset that I'm wrong on my prediction because I'm not the most keen of the uh, soccer gurus or whatever you want to you want to call us. Uh, I'll be much happier if Inter Miami can upset my prediction. See, this is why I'm saying three one. Okay, I think that they're gonna do a good job of reviewing the footage of the past few games and seeing how we got shut down in the midfield, leaving Campana out to dry. And it's not going to be Drake's fault necessarily that he's just going to get peppered. They're going to shut down the midfield and and rely on our back line to give service to the the attackers up front and i think it's going to lead to a lot of of chaos ball and dallas can be able to capitalize on it as much as i hate to say it um if our midfield's not there i mean i know it's pretty common knowledge for any soccer team but if your midfield's not there you're not going to have that driving force up the field you can only do long through balls like lgp was last year for for a few games before teams start getting keen on what you're doing so you know, hopefully, hopefully we're both wrong. I'd love to, yeah, check my phone as I'm driving through the night on 81 South and 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 see that we're winning. Yeah, but. I'd I'd also like to retract 
the term I just used, soccer guru, because I just thought about all the predictions I've made. <laughs> Clearly, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, that's why we stopped keeping track, because I was right more times than you were. <laughs> <laughs> if one of us can be right, you know, twice a month, I'll be happy with it. Absolutely. Uh, so getting away from the Dallas match, we had a lot of news to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, Indy and Bryce made team of the week. No shock there. Yep. I think it was well-deserved. Um, anything you want to add to that before we move on? Nope. All right. Uh, the Herons acquired 75000 thanks to LAFC signing Gareth Bale. If you have been under a rock, surprise, not only did the LAFC get Chiellini, they also got Gareth Bale. On the TAM deals. Seven... I'm sorry? On TAM deals, not DP deals. Yes. Yeah. The only reason that we got the 75000 is because we held the discovery rights to Gareth Bale. Like, he needed discovering. Um, <laughs> so this so, is one of those I mean, weird MLS rules, man. This league is so, yeah. so... Strange. I heard that like DC United had them like two or three weeks ago and then gave them up. And so we got them. Uh, also heard that, you know, Baylor just really wasn't feeling signing for inner Miami. Um, I guess the deal we're trying to give him was a little bit longer than just the, the, you know, I think it's, I think it's like a six month deal is on right now for like 1.6 million. And then uh, if he wants to extend, it's going to be, He'll be a DP player, probably a, a pretty hefty salary. He went from like making $33 million a year to $1.6 million. Uh, I think that he wanted to go to, you know, the best team in the league, you know, leading the the, the supporter shield run, uh, top of the power rankings as well. Um, you know, who knows? It's, it's, it's chaos Gareth Bale. Will he stay healthy? Will he prioritize football over golf? golf? You know, there's, I mean, like, you know, I, I don't know what the golf scene's like in LA. I know there's a lot of great golf courses in Florida, but, you know, I also do understand, you know, it's a team outside the playoffs who historically has been absolutely horrible or, you know, a team that's been one of the best teams since they've entered the league. So we'll see. Really good for the league, though. I'll tell you that much. I had a thought. I could be wrong. But what if he was using this as a stay fresh towards the build up to the World Cup? Like he, he's like, I see this. Yep. I can do this for a few months and then I can find a better deal down the road just to keep me fresh for the world cup instead of sitting around and, and having a long layoff over the summer into the fall. I mean, yeah, he only played five games for Real Madrid this season, right? Like yeah. that's crazy. He played like 11 for Wales. So yeah, obviously if you know anything about Real Madrid or follow them throughout the season, even going into last season, there's been some serious friction between him and uh, not only the front office, but also uh, the the other players there. So, yeah, good way for him to to get up, stay fresh for the World Cup. Uh, and if he extends, he's going to try and just make sure he stays fresh for the Euros that are coming up. He plays very well uh, when it comes to Wales. Uh, and he's still, you know, top top 10, maybe top 15 players in the world when he's fit and when he's playing. Wicked, wicked left foot. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, just to touch base real quick on that Real Madrid exit, you know you are in the doghouse when you don't even get a final hurrah match. Like, you don't even get a send-off. Like, you you didn't even get selected in your last game in the kit. Like, you were in the doghouse. I don't think he celebrated so, with them when they won the Champions League. 
Like it's been, uh, been a really no. weird dynamic there. Uh, absolutely. But let's move on to more inner Miami related news. Uh, the U 12 and U 13, uh, Academy teams competed in the La Liga promise Santander international tournament. I dare you to say that five times fast. Um, the the boys they got beat up on. There's there's no mixing it up. They, they got beat up on, but they were playing against the academies of Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico, Real Betis, Sevilla, Villarreal, and Valencia, as well as a few other academy teams from the U.S. and Mexico, which included FC Dallas and uh, CD Guadalajara, uh, among some others. So you know. The, I've been saying this for years now, and I love to see that the academy is getting experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember which one they lost to. I know, I think it was Madrid. They lost four nothing. I think it was the U 13s lost four nothing. But then they played Barca hard. It was like four three. Oh, nice. So you know, coming up pretty strong. Um, this is actually breaking news as the podcast started. The U15s are moving on to the semifinals of the MLS Next Playoffs. Played a hard-fought match today, pulled out the victory, and they are moving on. If you haven't seen the U15s play, they are—they're uh, fun to watch, man. That, that's are. the future coming up. Future that's, looks uh, bright. Like I said, about yes. three, three, four more years till we really get to see um, the effects of our academy, but. Compared to all the other MLS teams who have had academies for years, uh, we are a a threat. You know, probably humbly going to say top six, I would imagine. Like, then the tournament I watched, we were playing very, very well. So, as that continues to improve and these players come up to the first team, going to be very exciting times ahead. That's being acknowledged nationally, too, amongst all of the MLS teams. Like, oh, Inter-Miami's got this working now, and now they're tapping into a uh, a talent pool that, let's be honest, really wasn't touched. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, honestly, or, Orlando, they would stick in their area or go, go north and leaving, like, Weston and places like that completely untapped. Yeah. Well, there's also so, like the PSG academies down here. There's a, an Atletico academy down here. So there's like some some European academies that are like in Miami, like I've visited a client. There's like, it was a terribly small office for PSG, but it was their academy. And like, that's really, there's been no one tapping it from, from America really. Well, very few players. To that being said though, I know the one of them's up here in the Philly area. And it's like, I can't believe the words are coming out of my mouth like this, but PSG is struggling with the Philadelphia Union Academy yeah. to compete for players because kids are like, I can see what they're doing here, and they have the world class facilities for the academy. So, um, I digress. Let's move forward. U uh, seventeens they made it to the MLS next playoffs, and unfortunately, they lost to end their season. It's not the way uh, the boys wanted it to end, but they also had a very very good season. Um, nothing to uh, hang their heads about. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, just building that future. Uh, continuing on, continuing on the theme of building up the future. I'm not going to read through all of these notes I wrote down, Jay, but let's just summarize it. Uh, we had call-ups to the Cuban, Haitian, U.S., and Dominican Republic Concacaf U20 champions uh, championship teams. Uh, Darian Reyes, Brian Destin, our boy Noah Allen. Edison Ascona and Israel Boatwright were all called up to their respective countries U20 championship teams. Um, I know for a fact Edison scored in one of those games, if not twice. Um, and Noah Allen has been starting consistently for the U20s. Good. 
So um, I, I shame on me. I don't know as much about Brian Destin's playing time or Darian Ray's or uh, Israel Boatwright's been out there too. Um, but I can tell you at least the two that we're more familiar with Edison and Noah have definitely been playing and, and putting in good shifts for their squads. Um, one other thing I did want to touch on, I did not put the notes in uh, or in the notes. I'm sorry. Uh, Ethan Harden officially left uh, inner Miami to go out to his uh, college out in the West coast. Uh, you know, again, we wish him best of luck. Uh, once a heron, always a heron. You know, his mom is always supportive of the podcast here. She's always, uh, you know, liking our stuff, especially when we reach out about Inner Miami too. And so, you know, shout out to the Harden family. It sucks to see him go, but I'm glad he's going out and following his, uh, his dreams, his passion. And, uh, yeah, wish him the best. Very good. Minor correction, just so we don't catch flack from, uh, any of our diehard, uh, supporters who do follow the academies. I believe it is Dave Ron Reyes. Is it Dayron? I believe so. All right. Well, listen. Just by the spelling. I, could be wrong. All right. Well, hey, listen. We took off two weeks, and I apologize. Feel free to. No, you're doing to great. You're doing phenomenal. I don't know what's feel, happening. Feel free to lambast me at Thanicus Maximus on Twitter if you feel like doing so. Mr. Kington, you know what it is? Time for. Probably the only section I'm going to be somewhat decent at this, this pod. It is the birthday edition of OnlyFans. Here we go, boy. I'm sorry, dude. I just realized I, I, I could have I just looked down at the colors of the soundboard. I should have added a happy birthday song on the soundboard. Okay. And for that, I forever apologize. It's okay. No, it's I, always I next year. Time. Yeah, it's always next year. All right. First question. Shadow305 on the Discord. What player does Miami move on from during the transfer window? Oh, oh, oh man oh oh man that's a great question do i have to answer it um i don't even know man that is so tough uh and we i clement diop maybe because we no but we, we do need a third goalkeeper oh man why are you killing me I don't I got to think about that one. You go first. I mean, I was going to lean towards Diop because Dos Santos has been built in, uh, been playing pretty well. Um, well, we need three keepers. Right? I, well, I guess we have a uh, CJ. Okay. No, I'm, I, all right. I'm going with Diop then. Cause we have CJ. And I, if you would have asked me a couple of weeks ago, I would have said Mo Adams, but that resolved itself as he mm-hmm. moved on mm-hmm. to the Saudi Arabian. And that's not even any flack of Diop, but if you're going to force me to, to ax one, I don't yeah. know who else it would be. Maybe Joven Jones? Breck Shea? No. I'll never <laughs> ask. Okay, never mind. I'll scratch all that. Jairo Quinteros. I think we move on. Yeah. I think we move on from Jairo. Good guy. I mean, I, I like the guy. Obviously, I met him when we were in Philly. Um, I, I'd have to agree. Because Ryan Saylor, boy. Woo! Woo! Uh, Hendo was right about that draft pick. He, he's playing well. He's I think Quinteros has a fairly decent salary, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to see what his salary is. All right. Well, we'll move on to the next one for That's time. A tough sake. question. Good job, Shadow. Way to, way to All right. make me think the easiest part of the show is actually the hardest. <laughs> ha! Got him. All right. Uh, DMOT525. Uh, what are your thoughts on the atmosphere and chance at Drive Pink Stadium so far this season? Oh, man. 
We're not. Oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, this these came in. These came in late tonight. I know exactly what they're getting at. No, this has actually been a question that's been on the cards for about three weeks. So I will answer it. Okay. I will. I will answer it. I am a fan of all that every supporter group is doing. It's not a cop out. I I have I have talked to some of the groups more than others. Uh, I, I am a fan of the atmosphere and the inclusivity that it brings to all fans in the stadium. Um, I think that the atmosphere is on point with some of the best to the point where I think that they don't need to pipe in noise sometimes. Yep. Uh, it actually sounds, and again, if you're listening, this is not a shot of the supporters groups, but I think the, the, the team piping in noise does a disservice to what you're doing because it sounds, it, it makes you, it can makes we, you guys sound confirmation. Delayed. They're piping in noise. They have actually said so no, during, no. during TV broadcast, they've said it. That's embarrassing. Um, yeah, because and two, if you listen to a couple of the broadcasts, you like I know for a fact where they are where they're at in some of the songs, but then all of a sudden it jumps ahead for the noise being piped, and then it and then all of a sudden the supporters groups are behind or the piped in noise is behind, and it just it, it makes them sound off. The chants, I believe, are good. I think that the rest of the stadium needs to do more to get involved, whether it's clapping or stomping or or hooting and holler. I mean, I don't know. I know I might be alienating some people or pissing some people off. It is what it is. But I think that where we are currently at with a club as a club and a fan base, I think we're good. There's always going to be room for improvements. But right now, I, I like I like where we're at. I, I do like where we're at. I would... I would like a, a some more simpler chants, like not necessarily songs, but I, I just I think about like LAFC's like bum 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 LAFC, some that everyone in the stadium can get down with. I know there's a huge kind of beef going on right now uh, on some of the socials about you know wanting some some English songs. Um, I'm not even going to get into that. We'll leave that for another day. That's a discussion they can all have together. Uh, but I think like a simple chance that everyone can get on board with would go a long way because I think if you're in the, the, the North stands, you know, the songs, um, and you're seeing them and maybe if you don't know all of them, cause they are quite long, quite intricate, you know, the hooks, you know how to get in there and, and, and hype it up. Um, I think the individuals on the East and West stands, not the diehards, right. But, uh, the ones that are coming there with their families to have fun, they don't know, the you know the the three paragraphs of the lyrics so just something simple for them to get on board with where it can be sung all throughout the stadium i think would have a a pretty long lasting impact so i don't know what I that think, that chant would sound like or that rhythm you know the bum 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 whatever that would sound like make it our own but something like that that's very easy to pick up um you know would, would I, th- I think it would go far like i've been to environments i've been to games um, like I think about, they had like a pro invitational volleyball tournament. Like I went down to on Fort Lauderdale beach. It, it was like, honestly, one of the most fun things I've been to. I didn't know any of the volleyball chants, but they're all really simple. So everyone can get into them. Um, so I, you know, that's my take. I don't want to, I don't want to like say too much though. No, no, no. So like, I think the only thing I would add is one of the, and it's the simplest chance. Okay. But when I go to Beaver stadium, especially during a whiteout game where it's like 120,000 people at a football game, they do a basic chant to get everybody into it. Half the stadium. We are, 
half the other state or the other half state in Penn State. We are. And like, even if we go like Vamos and the other half, Miami, Vamos, you know, and, and something like that. But again, I like what we're doing. And just again, to clarify a question we've been getting quite often recently. I don't know why. Jay and I are men of the people. We love all the supporters groups. We are, we, 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 we share equally. We promote equally. We, we, we love all you guys. Um, we, that's just, just what we do there. There's not love or hate or whatever it is. We're not in the drama, <laughs> whatever it is. We are for all of you guys. So we, we don't pick sides it. unless it's an external team, you know, or, or their supporters groups. Like we, we would, we would never uh, pick sides between any of our own uh, supporters groups. We love everybody uh, equally. We stay uh, cool with everyone. I mean, that's that's been the focus of this podcast since day one. It will never change. Nothing but respect all the leadership and, and every single member of uh, of NESG and anyone in, in, in the, the community, even if you're not in a supporters group, like nothing but respect for everything. Our goal has always been to grow the community, grow as much support around this team as we can. Except those guys down at the Green Log gang who, promised me a, a party and didn't even have a bathroom. Yeah, screw What's the Green Lock gang. <laughs> yes, Green Lock gang. No, jokes. We love the Green Lock gang. They're our boys. Um, let's move on. Uh, your boy, Jim Anderson. Hey, Jim. Asked, hey, Jim. Jay, what is your favorite Inter-Miami kit to date? Mm, you guys aren't going to like the answer to this one. I like the white one. I, I was, you know... Uh, the heartbeat is growing, growing on me a bit. Um, I wasn't really a fan of it when, when it initially dropped, but there's something about that white kit, that Real Madrid look, you know, for, for David Beckham. He played for Real for a lot of years. It wasn't just a, a plain white shirt. It had a nice pearl sheen to it. Um, I liked it. The boys would get sweaty. You could see their abs. You know, it was... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, but but I think dry, no abs, no nipples or anything like that. It's just a clean look. I like the intricacies of the two herons printed throughout it. That would be mine. No one's gonna like that answer. So, I got to be honest. So Riley uh, pretty much twisted my arm when I took him to uh, a soccer sale at a local shop. They were having a tent sale, and I kid you not, up here we found in his size the white inaugural and the black inaugural kit, which he already has. But somehow he begged me to buy it for him. So whatever, mm-hmm. we're, here we are. Were the they more blank or were the, they players? No, they were blank, but they were eight bucks a piece. So like, okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the more I looked at the white one, the more I said, "Man, this looks like a something off a roll of Charmin." This, this looks. This this looks. I still this looks, this looks rough. I, I still have a blank one. I gotta get. I gotta get a name on it. But there's not too many players we have left from that from those days. So it's either gonna be Breck or Indian. Honestly, I'm leaning heavy towards Indy right now. Yeah, you got to go Indy. Uh, for me, favorite kit, uh, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to cop out. I'm going to cop out this answer. I'm going to go the heartbeat kit with the pink numbers for the drive, for the drive out cancer. Pink um, fresh. I, I, if I had to pick one, I, I got to say the the first ever kit I own, La Rosa Negra. That's going to be always mm-hmm. be my favorite. Like that kit gets hung up, gets gets lightly dried, gets like that. I love that kit. I mm-hmm. hold on to it. It has the patch and everything. Like I'm going to keep that for the rest of my life. Yeah. So I think that would be it. Uh, definitely not the monstrosities that we wore for the damn um, 
save the oceans, whatever they tried to put on our backs. Like those were terrible. I don't like that. I was also Um, upset though. Like, as you know, I'm going to give, uh, Drake one of our jerseys and, and get his in return. So I was like, dang, like, and I'm missing the, the unique pink number one like that. That was an extra little yeah. salt in the wound of this weekend. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I want to maybe dip in my toe into some controversy here real quick, but I do want to say I am a tiny bit upset that the club didn't promote the past two initiatives the way the other clubs did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was, we have to be careful how we say things here because yep. we are to a degree involved with the club and we love the club. Thank you guys for everything you do. If anybody's listening, we do appreciate you. But as, as a fan, I'm looking around at what Austin's doing. Shout out to Austin. They're killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of the other clubs around the league, what they're doing for the Juneteenth, what they're doing for pride month, what they're doing for uh, even the cancer. Like it was like, Oh, Hey, by the way, we're doing a drive out cancer. Goodbye. Like, can we, can we, like, our stadium is literally named Drive Pink Stadium. Can we do a little more promotion? Can we, can we kick it up a notch? And I think a lot of the fans were rubbed the wrong way with that. Again, I don't want to go too far into it, yep. but it's definitely noticed that there was not a lot of promotion towards the shit that mattered. Like, I don't care about your $9 drinks outside the stadium before the game. No. Cause I'm having, like, I'm having a lot of the free ones outside the stadium. <laughs> right. I don't care. Like in a bit of news, we missed cafe Bustelo is a sponsor now. Like, cool. Like we were asking for that two years ago, but at least hook onto the stuff that matters. Mm-hmm. Like just, just, I don't know. I agree. They, they, they want, they want to, they want to say that they have the heartbeat of the, of the fans and they, they definitely missed the boat on that one, but yeah. I digress. Our boy, our boy Gary, not Gary from SpongeBob, not not the snail there, Jack. He wants to know: Has Indiana passed Indiana Jones as the best Indiana of all time? Come on, man! We're talking about three of the greatest movies ever made, and then a fourth, 15, 20 years later, that was horrible. Um. I don't, I mean, I love Indiana Jones. Those are some dope movies, but yeah, hell, hell yeah. Vasilev's the man right now, right? Vasilev is the best Indiana of all time. So I got a quick five second story. Uh, after the match, where I, was, I was I was talking about, oh, Indiana Jones strikes again. Riley's like, dad, what's Indiana Jones? I'm like, oh. All right, dude, let me show you. Hold oh, on, yeah. hold on, hold on. So I started showing him to him. And he goes, the, we watched the first one. He goes, dad, that movie's cool and all, but I'm really confused. <laughs> Why was why was Han Solo wearing a hat and whipping a <laughs> and had a whip the entire time? What happened to his blaster? Where was Chewbacca? Yeah. And I'm like, well, okay, I guess I should have. We should have talked about that. You're so. old, Dad. <laughs> Dude, don't don't remind me. Don't remind me. Just show him the, yeah. one the Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Um. All right, the Traveler, the infamous or famous Traveler, whatever you want to view him as. <laughs> <laughs> what would it take for one of you to streak across the field during a playoff match? Shoot. $10 million. <laughs> Crowdsource that traveler. I'll, I'll, I'll get banned for life and have to drop this podcast, but I'll be $10 million richer. I'm just envisioning you right now. Man bun, butt ass naked. Oh, I'm, t- I'm ripping the man bun off. So the whole mane's just flying behind me. 
Okay, that makes it even better because then I'm also envisioning, like in slow motion, Chris Allen's like, "What the?" And he's like chasing <laughs> after you. And that's when you, you throw a gun, oh, dude. Uh, and you're running past Drake, and he's like, "Yo, that guy is definitely not Zen right now." That guy is not <laughs> chill. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, Trav, for me, I'm gonna have to say. Uh, more than you can offer because my uh, 345 pound frame is going to need a lot of locomotion to get moving down that uh, field, and they're probably going to get to me before I. I'd even like to the see the security guard try and take you out. <laughs> could you <laughs> like imagine me try. hitting like Madden, like uh, NFL street Just stiff arms stick. and shit? <laughs> oh, oh no! But um, you promised me better yeah. next week. Yeah, listen. Hey, you know, I do want to say real quick before we wrap this up, shout out to those of you who've listened. Yeah, we did take a hiatus, but we appreciate all of you. This is uh, pretty much as unstructured as it can be for us, but this is also where we tend to have some more fun with it. You know, we get we get a chance to take a break, get get, get back to it before we hit the grind of seven games this month. Oh yeah. Um, but we do appreciate you. We you know we appreciate every single listener. We appreciate all the supporters, all the folks who follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Jay, where can they find us on that social media? Twitter at Enter MIA Podcast. Instagram is at Enter Miami Podcast. And if you're looking for us on Facebook, we still can't get it back. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how am I going to get in that? I'll get nah, that. If you uh, want to join our ever growing discord community, the link is in our social media bios. Uh, come join the fun. We have shenanigans. We have a little bit of uh, everything you can want in a community. Some of the best uh, folks I know. And some stuff and you don't want in a community. New. There's, 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 yeah, we won't get into that. We need a whole another episode for that. But, uh, you know, uh, appreciate you listening. And as we like to end every single episode, vamos, Miami. Vamos, Miami. <laughs>